Veterans Hour is supported and underwritten by down-to-earth barbecue sauces and rubs. Gluten-free, no MSGs. 512-585-4497 or sauce at downtoearthbarbecue.com. Get down to earth and get sauced. This one's beautiful. that you wear so you are nothing like yourself yeah put on that shirt and your shoes so you can be just like them yeah guess the end is near after all I want to feel beautiful today I want to feel something that I just can't bear yeah. I want to feel more than my pain Render me useless when you finally bring me scars that you hide it shows the map of your life yeah forget all the things that I said it all just came from my head guess the end is near after all I want to feel beautiful Something that I just can't pay. Yeah, I want to feel more than my pain. Render me useless when you finally bring me down. I can be what you want. Take me by the hand and lead me I love how it feels to show you how you are bringing me Just can't be, yeah. I want to feel more than my pain. Render me useless when you finally bring me down, yeah. Good morning, 
San Marcos. It's Sunday morning. I'm Diesel D here at Veterans Hour with my buddy Steady Steve. Hey, good morning. Good morning. And my special guest, CB Greg. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Coming down from the creek, I hear. Yes, ma'am. You didn't have to. Now, how was traffic? We were you, when I came in, y'all were talking about how crazy, it, how different it is. I was late because I missed that. I forgot they're doing it, all there, there, were, there were cars in front of me. That's is anybody paying attention to what they're doing when they're driving? Because I really don't no. feel like they are. No, I ride a motorcycle, and I'll tell you, it's just if, you, if you're not if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, somebody's going to run you over. All right. Well, and I really. I feel like my insurance, one of the reasons why I don't think well, I want to move here is because I know my auto insurance is going to go up. You know, just because of the population, I mean, chances of getting hit by one of these kiddos or somebody on the phone or, I mean, it's just, and all the, between the one ways and the cul-de-sacs, yeah. <laughs> all the crazy. Well, haven't we talked about that before, how the, um, the um, incidence of uh, body shop uh, business goes up every time the new semester starts? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And I used to work at the tow yard. So, how, I mean, well, and it was funny because, we, and we all, I love the kids. I love this, the students, but we always, they used to, you know, they would get their cars towed. They didn't read anything where they were parking and, you know, didn't you know they were special, you know, and we had one guy that was so intoxicated. He called us, he was in the back of the tow yard. He didn't know, we didn't know he was in the vehicle. And our tow guy picked it up and brought it in. And he calls, he calls, he's like, hey, I need to come get my car. And I was like, okay, well, which one is it? It was like, it's the one I'm sitting in. <laughs> he was like, man, you're, I was like, your buddies are mean. Your buddies don't look out for you. You need to find new buddies. Good well, I've been riding a motorcycle since I was 16, and I've had five accidents over that time period, and four have been in Texas. Oh, any with cattle or livestock? No, okay, all cars. All, all, all cars. <laughs> all, somebody else driving. Right. So you can't even blame it on bad weather, probably. No, I can't. No. The, the clear, sunny days. People <laughs> texting. Um, the, 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 up in, I was up in uh, by Dallas, sitting, getting ready to pull out of a store and waiting for traffic to go by. And all of a sudden, I could feel my bike being pushed out into traffic. <laughs> and, and the funny thing was, she was from Ohio. I said, you come 3,000 miles to hit me. <laughs> Aren't you from Ohio? Yes, ma'am. Oh, we talked about or, or Cleveland, yes? Yes. Wow, oh. east side of Cleveland. Yes. I. So you know what? That's a city I've never been to. The furthest in Ohio I went was Owensboro. No, that's Kentucky. But it's right on the Ohio border, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Across. Um, yeah, we were doing some work in West Virginia, and we missed our turn, and we had to cross, <laughs> was it Youngstown or whatever? Yes. Yep. yep. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite songs. 30 seconds in Ohio. <laughs> Just to get it to turn around and come back over the bridge. What is right across from Owensboro? What's the what's the what's the Cincinnati? Oh, is that I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I had a cousin who played minor league baseball for. It'd probably be up around Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. So they they had a game. That was the only other time I went to Ohio. Yeah. But it's it's a short little word. I like the way it's very simple. You mm-hmm. can remember it. And they called the home of the presidents or something like that. More presidents from Ohio. Yeah, there's a quite a few. There's, Are uh, there? Yeah, Garfield. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, man, I can't think of the other ones. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's quite but a Garfield. few. Well, it used to be the middle of the country back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, I shouldn't be mean. I mean, I love this. I love all of our, our states because we're all wonky. 
states. She's listening first. But, <laughs> well, no, but I just love the shape of them. And it's like, I can never remember what's in the mid- middle of America. All I know is it's, they don't have any, they all are square. Yes, like they hands are. And yeah. just, but they don't look like a boot or California or Florida or Kentucky looks like a chicken bone. Yep. A drumstick. Yep. You know, and so, and it's not long like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, I just think it's great. And you're getting ready to go on a big adventure somewhere, aren't you? You can travel I, uh, all over the place. Yeah, I'm, I'm a construction superintendent. And uh, I just uh, was hired to go back to Columbus, Ohio, and uh, to run a mall. They're going to uh, build a brand new mall up in Columbus. Now, is it still snowing up there? Or is it still pretty cold up there? It's, right it's cool. It's cool. Um, usually April 15th is the cutoff day for the snow. You might get one right after that, but uh, St. Patty's Day, uh, we get a good. Really? Yeah, you get a good one so around lucky. then. But it's like starting, to warm, starting to warm up up there now. I would like a state with season. Anyway, we won't yeah. get up on that one. Anyway. <laughs> or at least four, not hot and really hot. <laughs> and then it might be cold for a minute. We'll think about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice until, like, in the, in the wintertime. Snow is great yeah. up until Christmas, and after that. Well, I was going to say, by St. Patrick's Day, you're tired of it. Yeah. You don't yeah. want any more snow. Right, but at least when it goes away, it's gone. I mean, Texas winters, it could be cold, it could be hot. It could be, it'll start out cold, and then it'll be 80 degrees by the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah, so one year, my ex and I went up to uh, New York City in April. And like that Saturday, we're at Central Park walking around with shorts and T-shirts on. And then that Sunday morning, it was snowing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that would just might be every yeah. state. Okay, well, I don't feel so bad then. Well, it's just up north. Yeah. Well, Texas does the same thing. In the world, except, well, we didn't. We had snowmageddon in 2022. I mean, one or 2021. The snowmageddon that we just had. Oh, right, yeah. That was 2021. That's what I heard. Were you here for that? No, I, was, but, but I was, heard stories about it. It was um, kind of crazy. It was interesting. We just, <laughs> it was very interesting. I've got video of my dog. But anyway, so you are Navy. Navy CB. Tell us, because we were talking about this the other day, too. What's a CB other than that thing that you keep in your truck to talk to, <laughs> you know, convoys and stuff uh, like that? Navy CBs are the, uh, the constructed battalions. Um, we travel around the world building bases. Uh, my claim to fame is we build a... Uh, airfield air base in the Indian Ocean for the British. Uh, they now use it to fly sorties out of there into the Middle East with the support of the troops in the Middle East, Afghanistan. So, well, and I think you were, was that where you were showing me that picture? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's a yeah. little tiny dot of nowhere in like, and leave it to the British to find somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, well, it, well, mm-hmm. it used to be a leper colony. Of course. And, uh, they, uh, and then World War II, the Germans occupied it. Okay. And uh, at each point of the island, they have uh, artillery, and the guns are still there oh, that wow. they would fire on Allied shipping mm-hmm. right. as, they, as they came through. And, um, and then the, again, then the That's British came in, took it over, and you know. And it's so funny. I never really thought much about naval power until just the last few years. I've been watching videos, yeah. and oh. I'm talking about like. Um, East Asia and Indonesia, how that's yeah. a choke point for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I always think of like the Suez or the Panama Canal. And it's like, that's nowhere near the capacity of what goes through yeah. the Indian Ocean. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. Well, we, we never, uh, at Seabees, we don't travel by ship. Uh, when we go out, we were flown in. Um, we started back in World War II. Mm-hmm. The general contractors that work for the military. Okay. And um, 
they decided to to bring him on board as as a as a military branch. Okay. And then um, I think the the biggest uh, biggest achievement that CBs have made was in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, uh, we were supported the Marines a lot. Uh, we would build a lot of bases, airstrips. Mm -hmm. uh, we come in, we'll throw down a runway in, in a day so we can get the fighters and stuff in. Mm. And then uh, that's that's basically what, what we do. And then we also, um, we are basically the maintenance men for uh, our embassies around the world. Oh, yeah. No, no stress there. None. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who yeah. loses a job well, when you have a plumbing you, leak? You don't want to trust a local carpenter to do. You just don't want to bring any old Tom Palmer to fix it. What was that back in the, I guess it had to be in the 80s before the fall of the Soviet Union, but uh, some embassy, I guess in Moscow, they had put, you know, did, wired yeah. all the rooms yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. so, Thanks yeah. for helping out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do our own electric and plumbing. Thank you. Yeah, we'll yeah. do yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we... We're a little, yeah, we're a little uh, cautious. Anyway, um, when did when did you enlist? I enlisted in 1973. Oh my god! Uh, I was enlisted as the equipment operator, and the school was backed up, and I went into a one-year uh, delayed entry program. Oh, okay. Um, finally went active duty '74. Now, was that stressful that year waiting? No, no. I mean, it was. It was. Uh, we just carried on like I always did. The stress, the stress part came is when we got out to California. We're sitting in our, sitting waiting to be um, given our classes, and the instructor came in and started shaking our hands, and I uh, said, telling us so, you know, it was nice to know you. Oh, that's always. Um... So we find out. I asked him. I said, "So what are you talking about?" He said, "Your life expectancy of Vietnam is six months," mm -hmm. and um, I just met a, a good gentleman up at Cowboy. Harley Davidson, and he was an equipment operator. And I asked him if that was true, and he said no. He said it was three months. Yep, that was. So I um, got up out of my chair and went down the hallway and crossed over as a, and became a builder. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a pretty wise decision. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was very, maybe very one wise. Of those. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, got the battalion, and um, first thing they gave me was a radio. And when I come walk, we had a, a gunny sergeant. Uh -huh. He was our military advisor. Okay. So when I was coming out of the building, he started laughing. He said, "You really upset somebody." And I, gunny, what are you talking about? He said, "You're second man killed in in a firefight." And I asked him. I said, "Is there any way to get out of this?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "As soon as you mic up, start swearing." Well, it worked. A couple of days later, I go back in to get my M16 and. There's an M60 machine gun laying on the counter. I just looked at the guy behind the thing. I said, no. He says, yes, sir, that's yours. So I again walked out. Gunny came walking by, and he just started laughing, shook his head. He said, boy, he said, you, you, somebody don't like you. So I was, I was the M60 machine gunner for our, uh, for our battalion. I was stationed with NMCB 74 out of Gulfport, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Golly. And how long, how long were you in? I, I did my six years. Oh, um, like it's standing on your head. That was a long time ago, man. Oh, it was. It was. It was. Wow. I was a baby. I was a wee baby. <laughs> See, and that's why I'm hoping Derek Big, I hope Lunkenheimer comes in because he'll, I don't even think he was born then. Wow. No. Yeah. As you said, he's 23. Well, I, or yeah. somewhere in there. Okay. Maybe he may be older than that. I don't know. They all look 25 to me. Somewhere. It's a, 
Um, I thought uh, I was supposed to go to Vietnam, and by the time we get done with our training and stuff, they started to pull out. And then I uh, ended up going back to Washington, D.C. We were supposed to do uh, a group called EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal. Mm -hmm. uh, I was there for about a year. Uh, I got sent to battalion. Uh, first stop was Okinawa, Japan. Okay. Uh, we did some support work for the Marines over there, came back, and then that's when we went to Diego Garcia, the Indian Ocean. Oh, okay. That's the name of the that's, place. Yes. I couldn't remember the name of it yeah. when you said Indian Ocean. Diego yeah. Garcia. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. You know, and I think, you know, one of the things I like about Navy and Marines is they, they do have a special kind of bond. That they, I mean, they pick on, it's, you know, because there's they, there's so many things that they work together. You know? we're, we're, so. we're closer to the Marine Corps than we are with the Navy. Um, mm -hmm. With the, the, the fleet sailors, we used to partner up with the Marines on this Friday night and go chase Skirts? fleet sailors around the base. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't scary. Oh. It was, it was, it was a, we'd go after the fleet sailors. Oh, okay. But, mm -hmm. uh, but no, the Seabees and the Marines are, uh, are very, very tight. Very tight. That's, and see, that's, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. And we were talking about, I was, shout out to Craig Russell, because he's out at the SS American, and he's, he's, uh, he was a Navy guy, but it's, um, yeah, he's always, it's just interesting. There's a different banter. You know, it, it, there is, there is. You know, and it's. I and I guess I'm, I'm, I was lucky because I've gotten to work with all the branches except for the space ship, Star Wars, whatever. Space Force, yes, yeah, not the spaceship. Yeah. The thing out and the with the space and the Tesla. Um, and so, <laughs> I think that um, I've always just noticed that that there's a you know Air Force has their fun and you know but Navy and the Marines are just yeah very, very tight. And I think, tight. yeah, and historically, just how I think that's well, cool. similar missions. Yeah. Well, know. and I think, well, I always, you know, I was, I used to play Battleship when I was <laughs> little. And by the, by the way, I was playing with my buddy Pete and he laughed at me because I put all my battleships together. Like I did an army thing. Right. Like you bring everybody <laughs> together, you set up your tactical operating yeah. system. And he just, and he, was, he was like, you put them all together. <laughs> I was like, yeah, save you some ammo. It's like great grave, yeah. So that was my closest to real Navy stuff I did. Well, our barbarian thing, I guess, uh, like with the Marine Corps, um, especially over in Vietnam. Uh, like I said, I wasn't in country, but guys that I've talked to, we get stationed with the Marines, mm -hmm. and they would come in and, and actually clear jungle to make it safer for the Marines, so that they would have more space to to, to operate in. And then uh, also, uh, like I said, we we'd go ahead of them, and we would build buildings and set up uh, drinking water and stuff like that. So when they got there, they uh, uh, they weren't sleeping on the jungle floor. Right. See, that's what I and see. And then by the time the army gets there, we've got some runways and it's all secure. And yes, then by the time the air force, it. we've got some umbrellas for your drinks. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Somebody's got to deliver all that paper. I right? know we got yeah. we got paperwork yeah. back up. Come on in. I guess it's all computerized now. I don't know what it is now. I saw. Oh gosh, they look like little babies. I mean, I saw. I can't even remember where. Oh, I was dropping my daughter off at school, and there was. Um, I guess it was a somebody at the recruiting, wherever out here. Where um, what is that? Where the recruiting station is here in San Marcos, over by the Chick Fil A and all that. Oh, out uh, the, the, the Best Buy. No, the 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 Armed Forces Recruiting Center that's over there by the Randolph Brooks and Lowe's and Chick Fil A and, and there's a, there's a well yes they have a recruiting station. 
Okay. And that's just saw a kid back there and he was walking, taking his cigarette break and he just looked like he was 12. Yeah. The recruiter? Well, no, I don't think he was. I think he was just on detail. He was in his, he was in training with the soft cap. So, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, it was just like, oh, what's on? He may have been getting ready to go somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? But they just look like babies. All right. Do we have to take a break? It's time for a break. Okay. And our disclaimer. Oh, yeah. We got the it. opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host and guests. Do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing body, SMTXCRA. We'll be right back after these messages. The Price Center and Garden is delighted to be hosting San Marcos' fifth annual All Women's Art Show, honoring International Women's Day. See me changing perceptions. Features 88 beautiful, thought-provoking, and inspired works of art by 88 different area women through a wide range of subjects, media, and traditional and alternative creative techniques. The show provides voice to their unique and engaging perspectives. This year, in celebration of our fifth anniversary, the experience is being expanded to include several additional gatherings and sharing and growing opportunities throughout the duration of the show. All events are free and open to all. We encourage you to visit our website, price-center.org, to get more information and or to register for individual sessions. The Price Center is located at 222 West San Antonio Street in San Marcos, Texas. See you there. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's It's our our roads. It's It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Veterans Hour is supported and underwritten by down-to-earth barbecue sauces and rubs. Gluten-free, no MSGs. 512-585-4497 or sauce at downtoearthbarbecue.com. Get down to earth and get sauced. All right. Saucy, saucy. We're back for our, I guess, what, the second second quarter, second third? Second third. Second third of our show here with C.B. Gregg. We're sitting here talking about, I don't know where we came, but one, I was going to do this day in history. But then you were also, yeah, we were looking at, it was interesting. We were talking about Jennifer Aniston and yes. what the young and yeah. the youngins now are finding offensive, and we were laughing about how we're last century. We're not, we're twentieth century. Oh, somebody told me that I was born in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> they like, were like, "Oh, you're last." Well, because I never, I always got confused when they called something the twentieth century versus the nineteen hundreds. Right. But now I, I see why we call it the twentieth century or the twenty first century. Right. And I'm a twi- right, and I was told, yeah, I was told that I was from last century, hmm. and it really hurt my one feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess people who are 23 now, yeah, were born in this century, yeah. the turn of the century. Right. <laughs> we can do that. You were born at the turn of the century, <laughs> Millennium Babies, 2000. Gosh, that anyway. So yeah, without getting into celebrity gossip, I guess people think that Friends is offensive now. I haven't. I didn't I, read the article, but I did say mm. see it. I, I did. I, I read the article. Oh, what did it say? And it said that uh, the, the the young people of today are finding Friends offensive. Uh, they are finding the the uh, lack of uh, diversity, right? Uh, not in there. Uh, they're finding some of the jokes uh, offensive, right? 
And uh, she said that you know at that time it was it was funny for us. See, and now and today's well, generation doesn't find it. Well, because I can remember the diversity argument when it was on the air, yeah. but it was only coming oh, from black it? people, and oh. so everybody was like, "Ah, you know, so what?" I never you know, watched. You have Friends. your own sitcoms, but then you look at it in, in retrospect, and you're like, "How can you do a sitcom in New York City and not have any black people or any yeah, I, Puerto I Ricans they, or any you know?" I think they tried to slide Joey in there. I mean, he's a tall, dark guy. Right, right. Yeah, you know, but well, okay. well, they said that they had they had one one woman that would do just nine shows, mm. and then they had a couple that would do spot things. But you know what got me thinking was think back to Don Rickles. Well, oh yeah, think back to Don Rickles and how he. I mean, there wasn't a group that was safe sure. from his from his right. humor, right. and people found him funny. That mm. if he was what? to come out and try to do that oh, today. He'd be so maybe they would yeah they wouldn't let him be on the radio. Uh, Same thing. I don't well, think I mean, of so Archie it's Bunker. partly because of who exactly. he was and how he how well he did it. Right. You know, but would, yeah, everybody admits that yeah that insult humor doesn't go t- in today's. But see, that, that's the problem with today. I, in my opinion, is that mm-hmm. we cannot laugh at ourselves anymore. Well, and see, that's what's funny is if you don't teach people how to laugh at themselves, then they don't. Like I had a good week with my daughter. Gosh. Bless her pointy head. She called me and she fell down the steps at the library, you know, and she just, and she didn't, it wasn't horrifying. She, you know, she, she hurt herself, but she just kind of was like, you know, those steps were slippery and she just kind of laughed it off. And I think people, you know, I feel like we have a generation of people who are born in crisis. Everything's a huge deal. Yeah. Well, that's the, the expression I'm always using now is delicate flowers. It seems like everybody is just a delicate flower and they can't. Any, anything exactly. that's going to yeah. be out of their stable zone. Or well, and I also feel like people have a hard time being in the moment. Like that's what it's like, you know, they're all, you know, the comparative, well, this used to be this, or every time I come here, these little statements that we say right. that really just kind of ruin the moment, like for right here on Tuesday at, you know, Wiener Schnitzel or at the, you know, the root cellar today, the food is just show up and see what happens. You know, I think there's yeah. a lot of expectation that, and, oh, and, and, right. yeah, there's no guarantees, and so get over your preconceptions. Right. Throw that out the window. And, and the other thing is, I think, too, some of the problem is our generation are caught between, like like my dad. My dad was an Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mine too. Now, yeah. my daughter is, 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 is I mean, uh, uh, you know, she's very aware of the diversity and stuff like that. I, I'm caught in the middle, you know. How do I enter her world without offending somebody? But yet, I was taught by the other side, right? You know th- that thought process, and, and sometimes so it challenges it's, it's, your thinking. It, it does. It does. Right. I mean, you really have to be aware of what you're saying and who you're talking. Well, to. Well, and that's the other thing I've noticed is I have to be aware of who. Yeah, you. It's, it's a shame because we have. I just want to be me, and I'm going to be wrong a lot. If yeah, I'm yeah. being me, I'm going to probably tick someone off at some point. And I'm, you know, but if you don't tell me, I'll never have an opportunity to know. Right? Well, and, and so I, I feel like getting back to the friends thing, you know, is I don't think it was intentional to exclude anybody. They just oh, no. figured, no, oh, this wasn't. will be for white people of a certain age group. And like I is said, is that who watched it? I don't. See, I would I think so. It. Well, it's like. People All I in remember their teens is, and twenties that aspire to move to New York and have cool friends. Yes. And, you know. See, and I guess I was not. I guess that's what. I guess you know what I did see. Like I would watch episodes, and I was like, I work in Austin, 
And there's mm. none of this, none of what I work in looks like any of that. It looked more like the office. But, you mm. know, I mean, it, it I, I couldn't relate. There was no relation. I couldn't yeah. relate with Phoebe and, the, you know, I can now, but, you know. I mean, <laughs> oh, playing, playing. playing the guitar and singing <laughs> the Smelly Cat, and, yeah. which I thought was a very good song. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking it's just, you know, it's it's uh, a sin of omission. Like I said, they didn't intentionally exclude right. anybody. They right. just didn't think to include them. And like I said, I remember hearing those arguments back in the day, but it was the people who were excluded who were complaining. But now and, you see commercials. But now everybody recognizes, like, oh right. yeah, that probably yeah. wasn't. The, and they well, no. and I think everybody wants to be included, but they don't. I mean, it's because nowadays you have commercials. We've got. I mean, I've noticed very subtle introductions of people with physical disabilities. You know, oh, yeah. uh -huh. and and that you would never see somebody. I mean, we didn't even know FDR was in a wheelchair for like ever right. for right. his presidency because that was just considered something that made you last than. And it's like, oh, so we've come such a long way. And I think that that's the best we can do is hope that we do a little bit better each year. Oh, actually, but I, I do I, yeah. see, but we still make the same mistakes in Hollywood. We still but make I mean, I took that as a good sign that we've grown past friends. You yes. know, right. So I don't think yeah. we need to beat up on them for what no. they no, were I, doing no. 30 years ago. Well, no, I don't either. Important. Well, yeah. that was. I mean, that's like beating up on Disney, but you're going to see Selena or or whatever Gomez. I mean, mm -hmm. that it's a business that they produce. They provide product for people to look at, and we look at it. But you know, it's, it's the lessons learned. Yeah. Right. This this is what we, the way I think we have to look at it. Look. I mean, like I say, when I run a construction project, I take what happened on, on my last one and make sure we don't make the same mistake right. going forward. I think this is the way we should look at all this. That's look look back, see the mistakes that we made, and as we move forward, make sure we don't make those same mistakes right. mm -hmm. and, 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 and get more people involved and, and move on with it. Right. And see, and I think there's a lot of – I think there's something to be said about saying, you know what – I'm going to celebrate this mistake because I would not have learned this had we not jacked this up, you know? And so, like you said before, you know, before I even get to the, let's not make it again, let's, you know, I'm all, I'm stuck in the at, like, how did I get here? You know, this like hour, this stunk, but then also what is the most, I mean, there's something to be learned that's positive and to focus, to celebrate yeah, that positive exactly, part. Exactly. Yeah, I always hate that attitude of like, let's get as far away from this mistake as we can. I don't like that. <laughs> Instead yeah. of saying, how do we prevent this from happening right. well, again? Well, the further away from the mistake gonna, you get, yeah. the more likely you're going to make the same one. Right, yeah. <laughs> we got to look at the causes, otherwise it's going to keep happening. Follow the yellow brick road. I mean, that's like, a, like, the, like in the construction field. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, when I first came into it, uh, everybody was classified, and I, not to offend anybody, Mexican. Mm -hmm. Well, in in my world today, it, it, they're Latinos. Mm -hmm. We have people from Ecuador. We have people from Honduras. Oh, right, we have yeah. people from, from Mexico. You know, So you can't classify as one group now. Right. I mean, when I go mm -hmm. onto a job site, first thing I'm finding <coughs> out is what nationality are you? So right. when I talk to you, I'm not offending you right. in, any, in any certain way right. where maybe with another group it, right. it is offensive. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and here's the thing I always wondered about when I was in the workplace is if I don't tell you it offends me, then how are you going to know? I mean, and this goes, you know, it was very, I was, um, and it's unfortunate because 
I, I feel like there's a population of people, there's hard conversations to have like that when someone hurts your feelings. No, but I don't want to sit down and go, you know what? This kind of hurt my feelings because that makes me even more vulnerable. Yeah. And there's a good chance, but that's also where you find Once out. Once they know you're, yeah. Right. <laughs> that also, you figure out who the a-holes are and you figure out who the people that respect you are, you know, and there's people that are going to see that vulnerability and poke people it. Like, sorry. Just I, to yeah, poke the lion. It was some, intent to do Yeah. And there's, there's people that are like, well, how do I make sure I don't do that again? And those are the ones that it's like, okay, those, that's who I want on the team mm-hmm. I, you know i don't want to oh i hurt your one well, what i was going to say earlier about recognizing somebody's nationality versus mm-hmm. their skin color mm-hmm. and it's just like that's just good business yeah. those right. guys are going to work harder for you they're going right. yeah. to be more loyal exactly to come back, you know? exactly you, le- you learn mm-hmm. to restart to respect them and and mm-hmm. and and, and, uh, uh, and how their how that their thought process so you can deal with it when when they come on the, on the mm-hmm. job site right mm-hmm. you know that's that's it. But you know, we're we're so fickle. We're so and you're right, we take ourselves entirely so seriously. And it's like at we the do. end of the day we, we all go to sleep lying down, hopefully. Some of us sleep hanging upside down. <laughs> but um with my little thing wrapped around me. But but I think we have. I think I think we've we've moved away from the for the fact that again, like I was saying, we can't laugh at, at ourselves anymore. We're, you know, you like you were saying, you know, you say the wrong word and it's offensive and you know Back in the day, somebody might say something that you know. That's what that's, that's right. like. You say that's who I am, right? Yeah. And, and you deal with it, right? But in, at the same time, though, and and we we've talked about this before. You know, playing music and I think boundaries are something that people have a hard time getting as well. Is you can like you can offend someone without even saying anything. Like I've had people walk up and stick their hands in my hair. To me, that's offensive. I don't know you. Like, why yeah. would you do that yeah. to me? And so. But it's at that point, it's for, I mean, that, I'm like, what do you, don't put your hands in my hair, please, you know, and you say it, and then the second time, we're going to have problems. Right. And then the third time, you're going to pull back a stump. Yeah. You know what it's like? And, that's, and that may be offensive to people, but I feel like that that's a boundary. All you can do is tell people who you are and how you are. Well, that's what always that's surprises me, is the person who pulls back the stump is going to be offended. Right. You know? Oh, I'll, I'll probably get sued. It's like, what I'll did you do up. that for? <laughs> And you know, and then the thing that's thing is too is is if you stop to think about it, people don't come out in communities and stuff like and, and with technology. I think technology, some of it, has hurt us oh, uh, as a whole. Absolutely, people because you, how how many times you see somebody walking down the road and, and they're texting? Mm-hmm. How many times you see somebody in a car texting? They, they talk, I'll give you a prime example. I had a job. I had two two engineers. Little partition wall partition between the two, six foot high. They're texting back and forth. Uh-huh. I got so mad. I took the phones off the out of them. I said, "You come around here and talk to them." I said, "Put the doggone phones down." Stand and, up, and, and, and yell that's over the walls. And then I think that that's what's really hurt us because people uh-huh. don't. Back in the day, people would come out and and and. You had to come and, uh, out to the living room and have yeah, a conversation well, no, with I your mean, family. Out on the street, you, well, you would come out and you know you'd, you'd give your neighbor a beer, or, or somebody would bring some pierogies out, right. or something yeah. like that. You don't you know have that to the. Oh God, I love pierogies. Oh, I'm gonna go get some pierogies. <laughs> that's the first thing. That's oh, the first goodness. thing I'm having when I go back to Ohio. Oh my God, go ahead. A pierogies oh, with some God. onion and butter. Oh. <laughs> Very grumpy now. Okay, go ahead. What were we talking about? Being good neighbors. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably, you know, and 
I'm probably, I don't know how, I, and that brings to mind, it's like, well, what kind of neighbor am I? You know, and I have, I know all the people around me except the newest. I mean, I don't know the names of the people across the street, but I know the ones on either side if my house catches on fire. So, yeah. and so, and that's really what I think about is like, these are the people that if something happens to your house when you're not there, they're, you know, they may, you don't know. And so yeah. it's like, I try to, you know, I, I, I try to be friendly, but I also am not like in people's business all the time. And there, and we have some neighbors that you can I can they just want to I mean, have the picnic I, 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 I in your so, front yard I'm every so. day and it's like no <laughs> so that's always so I don't know what kind of neighbor I am I don't know you're probably a good neighbor I, I, well no I'm I'm called a Gestapo down where I live at uh, <laughs> we we get people coming in there that don't live in that area mm-hmm. and uh, I pay my rent for the amenities that I have mm-hmm. and somebody else comes in and I mean, it's this morning I came out there, there bags of garbage laying and a, and a couple of whiskey bottles, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's more and more. Yeah. And it's not like there's a lack of dumpsters or garbage cans on the property, well, but too. there's a lot, there's a lack of sobriety that might be contributing oh, to yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, cause like the leasing agent was telling me, she's like, you know, we have valet pickup. Just take it to your front door and leave it on your porch. Right. But why leave it beside your car? It's never going to get picked up until Monday morning. Yeah. Or, Do you? Well, because they are leaving the parking lot and they don't want to have all that in the car if they get pulled over. Oh, yeah. exactly, exactly. No, it's just they're going to leave it's it just a lack of respect. They're right. not. They're not really thinking it through whether it's their place, their friend's place, or just some apartment complex right. that you know. Yeah, but how many times did you and I live in the same place? How many times have we walked through there and people look down? No, you know, people don't make eye contact. Don't say hi. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just like they're in their own bubble, and, and you know, don't don't enter that bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I found that a lot. That's today. interesting. You use that expression because when I lived in L.A., a friend would from Texas would come out and visit me, and he goes, "Man, all these people are in a bubble out here. They just exactly. will not exactly. make eye." And this was before cell phones. Well, we had cell phones, but we didn't have smartphones. Right. So it wasn't like they were texting all the time. They just weren't, didn't want. Well, that's like Lapis Station in Wyoming, California. Mm-hmm. And when we were leaving, I'm trying to get directions to LA airport. I, we pull up to a red light and I roll down the window. Hey, how'd you get to the airport? P- people actually turn and start walking away. Yeah. And that that's when I first coined it. You know, these people are in their own little bubble, their own little world. Like, oh, well, yeah, because I call it aggressively ignoring you. You know, it's like yeah. they have to go out of their way to uh, and, and pretend they don't see about? you. Because I tend to be the other way. Like I put, I don't, when I'm walking, I'm not on my phone because I'm trying to see what's going on around me. Well, I, I'm I like you with the apartment complex. I'll wave at everybody and yeah. people will wave back or they'll like look guilty and you run away. Go the other direction. <laughs> I do that at the, in cars when I look over at people and I'm like, and they're like, eh. Right, exactly. It's like, well, then don't stare at me if you didn't want my attention. <laughs> well, I, the thing like when I first came to Texas, right, in the motorcycle cycle hmm. i'd be going down i'd be going down the road and, and people would they would wave to you yeah. as you go by i've yet to see that happen since i came back oh they still do out I, in the country sometimes they'll the, do the well maybe out in the country wave off their steering right. wheel yeah. we acknowledge you Hello, maybe, howdy. yeah maybe out in the country but around here no yeah no. not around oh here. no we're not in a city no. yes no. no we're the city now this is i'm accepting that i'm trying to radically accept that we are now this is no longer small San Marcos like it used to be, but that's okay. I like the change. And they had a great plant sale put on by the Parks and Rec Department yesterday. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's always something going it's, on. It's time for another break. Okay, we haven't even gotten this day in history. We'll okay. be back right after this. <laughs> 
To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Veterans Hour is supported and underwritten by down-to-earth barbecue sauces and rubs. Gluten-free, no MSGs. 512-585-4497 or sauce at downtoearthbarbecue.com. Get down to earth and get sauce. That was a long time ago. And we're back. Oh, we're <laughs> back. We're on our third, 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 <laughs> third of the show. We're, so we're looking at our day in history and we're, we're yeah. talking about Charlemagne. We, yeah, I, I miss the whole Charlemagne rule um back there in 747 when he was born well it was already after the fall of the roman empire right and so he proclaimed himself to be the new roman emperor mm-hmm. oh 1992 american organized crime boss john Gotti convicted of 13 criminal counts including the murder of paul castellano what year was that that was in 1992 wow i remember that and i vaguely i didn't know who it was i just knew that there was and I think, and I'm trying to remember, it was Sammy the Bull who rolled on him, right? I think. Yeah. Sammy yeah. the Bull. And didn't they get Bull, him? Yeah. Sammy the Bull died, yeah? They got him, didn't they? Yeah, they got to him. Yeah. They got to him. You can't ride out the big guys. No, it's coming. Payback's coming for you. Bless his heart. And they, and they, well, yeah, and they're saying that era is kind of over now, too, of uh, at least out in the open. Trust in the crime. feds to cover you? When well, you fam- family-based crime syndicates right. now. Now it's all business. Right. You know, so you're not going to. Hmm. I don't. Well, it, okay. Here you go, Fleetwood Mac Rumors album number one. Oh yes. Oh wow. That on which what year? Nineteen seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Golly, I don't see. I never even heard of Fleetwood Mac when I was really. Sad. My parents. Yeah, I didn't listen. I was. I didn't listen to that. My. We, <laughs> I didn't that, get to like I devil music. <laughs> Did you have a deprived childhood? Or? I don't think I did because, I mean, I had grandparents and they listened to country. My dad's side of the family, they listened to country. And so I'd spend my summer and it was all country music. Okay. And then up by my house, it was either national public radio, classical music, or um, folk music. Like so, yeah, Because I was thinking your parents like were, were hippies. My parents were, yeah. And that you grew up on a commune. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> but it's more like they were college professors and you grew up in a library. Um. Yeah, okay. it was. Very, yeah, and I and, and you know when we talk about it because it's like I, it was an unusual childhood. I mean, I'm looking mm. back at it now, and it was like you know. I mean, I had friends. I, it was unusual for me because I was an only child, and so I was thinking about the other day. I was like, well, I wonder if I was a lonely kid. I mean, I just I found other ways to amuse myself, but like you know, we had structure. It was very structured, mm-hmm. you know, and um and I did. I wrote my first essay when my mom was going to. She was getting her doctorate, and um. I wrote S, the letters S and an A on the front of a paper because I had to write an essay, you know. And so I was going, to, yeah, going up to the university with my mom and and stuff like that. So you know, I mean, it was interesting, but yeah, we didn't. I didn't have. I mean, oh. I don't even think I had my first forty-five. I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Jay Giles band. Jay God. Jay Giles. Yes, yeah. and then Lamb I had Downers. Yeah, and then I had no. It was Centerfold. Centerfold. Oh yeah, and I had to keep mm. that kind of low because it was the same album. Like, Whammer Jammer was on the same. Was album. that? Was it? 
Now, I'm going to date. I'm going to date a little bit. Kenny Rogers is in first edition. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Condition, my condition. My, uh, yeah. Oh my god! See, I, I I remember singing the Gambler. My grandmother would love that I would sing. Well, I would go work the Gambler. Uh, <laughs> my first one was either Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd or Band on the Run by Paul McCartney and Wings. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember. Uh, one of them was defective, and I kept going back to the record store and finally got the you other one. one. Huh? But I can't remember. I think. The dark side of the moon. It would like See, we, there were so like, dang many of them that they were just pressing out, and so like half the music wasn't there or whatever. <laughs> See, so my, finally, my, I just like give me this Paul McCartney album. <laughs> <laughs> See, my mine was a lot of the music of this who was based Vietnam, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the Stones. Uh, you know just songs like that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Bob Dylan's and the Joni Mitchells mm-hmm. and those. That's what that's what I grew up with, right? See, and that's and well, and I and that and we've talked about that before. It's like, what is your music from when you served? Like, I it was because I've been going back and listening to some of the songs. Like, I I didn't even remember I was listening to Lincoln Park when I was active duty because nice. I mean there was I mean it was yeah. there was there were, there were there, it was like I it's almost like songs to go to war on, you know? It was like oh, just right, that would yeah. kind of you uh-huh. know and and things you know songs you would hear that. I don't know, but I don't listen to them now. And so I'll go back and every now and then I'll hear them, but I'll be like, oh, wow, I did. I remember that. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Woodstock. Yes. The the original. Mm -hmm. Country Joe and the Fish. Right. Uh, You know, his anthem. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Hendrix. Man, yeah, yeah, it's like the soundtrack to your life kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I'll hear like hip hop or um, R&B tunes from the uh, early to mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Music I would have never listened to, but it was all over the NCO club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it's like, oh, this song brings me back. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's what it was. It was just, yeah, the stuff uh, that was. And the British girls seemed in. to like it. So you could usually dance when those songs came on. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, and see, and I grew, I mean, my records, we had Joan Baez, we had the Weavers, Kingston Trio, Pete Seeger, we had um, Burl Ives. Burl Ives. I listened to Burl Ives. I loved Burl Ives. Um, Silver and gold. No, I was, well, in fact, (laughs) I sing one of his songs. It's called um, Private Roger Young. Mm. Anyway, so it's, it's yeah, it's one of my, I covered one of Burl Ives. I don't know if he wrote that, though. But anyway. See, now we were at Sullivan, Roger Miller. Yes. Um, that's, that's what we grew up. Yeah, at Sullivan. I mean, that, that. Sure. Everybody was on the Ed Sullivan. And it was anybody. Yeah. Yes. Matter of fact, uh, he um, he kicked the Doors. The Doors were the only group that ever got kicked off his show. <laughs> uh-huh. goes, Poor Jim. Well, he told him, he said it was the, the one song I uh, can't remember. Can't get us higher. Yes. Uh, yeah. There was a there's a certain it was offensive. Yeah, they just didn't want. They thought it was a drug reference. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. Well, yeah, I mean. they sang it and he stopped it and kicked them off. Well, you know what? That's respectful. They still made it anyway. Yeah, sure. Well, they probably yeah. made more because. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and I guess it was still live back then. Yes. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. But they, like, they, um, they started learning to just pre-record stuff for <laughs> you. Yeah, and we come such a long way with the whole Will Smith slap. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Well, we got that yeah. live. No delay <laughs> on that one. The Oscars no are yeah, on one of the last live things. Um, Elvis Costello in the 80s played something on yeah. um, Saturday Night Live that, that was disapproved, and he played it anyways. So I think that's kind of, I mean, what's the point of having an artist on your show if you're going to tell them what they're going to put? I don't get it. You know? I don't. Again, offensive <laughs> to some people. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean look, look, look where we're coming, naked and afraid. On TV now. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, you, 
Who playing? wants to watch that for well, fun? And again, when I yeah. was a kid and cable first came out, the argument was, is you're paying for this. It's not like available for free. So some kid can't come across it right. accidentally right. that they would on a commercial channel. And so it was like, okay, for the longest time, cable got away with a little bit dirtier language and racier right. content. But right. Do you watch The Naked and the Pride? No. I think I did for a minute and I thought this is just why would you you know I was like I was in the arm I did the naked and afraid yeah. I was like I don't need to watch it I would did my camping this I'm Austin done. comic has a joke about watching uh he goes do you think homeless people watch Survivor and laugh <laughs> <laughs> amateurs yeah right. and they're doing all that for a bag of Doritos oh my god well and I you know and I always think about that because the wear and tear it does on your body I mean mm. why would you do that I mean for you know, I mean, and oh, and have you seen? There's this new show. I'm not real pleased about this. This new show. It's like special forces training thing. Oh. It's a new reality show. I haven't watched it. I'm not real there, pleased. There's with that it. one, and then there's the other one called oh. Hard Nails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of people doing construction work. Hmm. Office people and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> I, I watched it a couple of times. I laughed so I had to shut it off. I, I just so they have that moment at the end of the show. What have we learned here today? <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is hard work. Uh, you should really here's respect. your paycheck. Yeah. Right. Thanks for showing us. Matter of fact, I think I might have had a couple on my job site once. Right. <laughs> well, and it kind of reminds me of like, what's the undercover boss? Well, that's what my coworkers <laughs> joke to, with yeah. me about that because I'm like twice their age. They're trying to make so, bosses look friendly and human because hmm. everybody hates it. It's like, good grief. Uh, we are a funny, quirky bunch of people. But that's what classifies as entertainment. And I don't even know it's entertainment as it is just salacious and people will watch it. Well, see, know? but that's why I like sitting on the front porch of the porch watching the world go by because <sighs> mm. to me that's comical. I mean, I uh, hear the craziest things coming. I heard, I think I said this. What did this guy, somebody say, dude, I never let my hair come in short. <laughs> How does it get long? <laughs> right, right. He <laughs> was like, it said my hair just never let it go. It's like, what is he talking about? So anyway, that's I, and that's the other thing. I'm always, you know, everybody's in the phone, and it's like there's so much out in the world that's comical. Yes. Like, who needs to yeah. watch the neon god? This, the sound of silence. This is a neon god we've made. We just made it snack size. Well, it's just like that certain bar here in town that you go to. That you know, you walk in there, and it just everybody's. It's like a cheers. Right. You, know, you mm-hmm. walk in, everybody, but, but if you just sit back <clears throat> and just watch, it's, it's, it's like an you episode. Said, it's, it's, it's its own TV show right there. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's, it's absolutely like great. <laughs> well, I always see people in my apartment complex take their dogs out for a walk and then they're on their phone the whole time. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so I bet you probably don't spend any time with your dog while you're inside your apartment either. Right. See, I take you my know? dog for a like, walk because we got to go yeah, get some, I mean, some nature. That's your time together. Right. Yeah. Nobody what's wants a, what's to the spend point of time. having a pet if you're not going to spend time with it? That's it. Yeah, I don't know. If it's just an obligation. So what do you have going on this week? Anything fun? Oh, wait, you're leaving when? You're leaving um, pretty soon. I'm leaving for Columbus next Saturday. Oh, um, what's happening this week is um, my wife is coming back home. She's been gone a month taking care of her dad in Florida. Oh, wow. Uh, so we got some making up to do there. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Uh, and then you're going to Before you head out, yeah. And then I'm, then I'm leaving again. And, but... Uh, I'll be back probably at the end of the month, and then I'll be come home every two weeks after that. Oh, that'll be nice. And then she will come up there the summer months with her mom, and uh, spend spend the summer up there with me. Oh, nice! So, is that's it, the best is, place to be. Is it a little bit cooler up there during the summer? 
because I heard it, it the does, Great but Lakes, the humidity is I heard higher. Great Lakes were just the as humidity bad. Yeah. Gets higher. Oh, yeah. So, I but yeah. we don't have 114, 117 like we have down here in Texas. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when you hit 80, 90 up there, it's like you said, the humidity will just. It'll, that'll drive you crazy. Yes, it will. Yeah, it will. It's not but a I'm, dry. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great place. Uh, like I said, I grew up up there. I grew up on Lake Erie. Um, had a sailboat. Nice. Used to sail on on the lake. Oh, and um, just there's, there's there's things to do up there. It's, Lucky duck while you're working, doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> overseeing a mall. Golly, is it, how long is that job? It's going it's going to be a two year project. Oh, okay. Uh, it's starting ground up. And uh, they're making a mall, huh? Yeah, I didn't even it's know they still made malls. Well, that's what we were talking about yeah, before earlier. you got here. It's, it's, a, it's an outdoor mall, as opposed uh, to an indoor. Wait, and, but, wait, oh, like so the more outlet like mall. the outlets, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Store, yeah, like yeah, you were but... saying, the fountains and stuff like that. And, you know, you okay. walk outside, you get to it and stuff like that. But what we were talking about earlier, I, you know, the thing is, is he made the comment that retail will never go away. There's people like that going out and, and, and walking and like yeah, you're saying at Christmas place. time, you're mm-hmm. listening to the music and the holidays and stuff like that. So retail, yeah, you might have your computers and stuff to buy online, right. but there's still that, that urge to go out and I like to touch my products before I sure. Leave well, this and this kind of ties in with what we were saying earlier about, you know, everybody on their phones all the time too, is it's like, I remember when the first, it actually hit me, you know, I saw somebody had a smartphone, they took a picture and posted it to the internet right then. And it's like, wait a minute, you got the internet in your pocket? Because I still yeah. had to take a laptop and I had this little <laughs> USB stick that would connect me to the internet. You know, I had to dial up like the old days yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. And so it's like, wow, portable internet, what a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, wait a minute, now I got the internet in my pocket, you know, and it's like, that's really not a good thing. And so like we're saying people on walking their dogs, but they won't get off their phone or they're driving or, yeah, you right. know. And so you get used to doing everything online, you forget there's a whole big world out there. See, and well, I intentionally is. leave my technology away, some, uh, you know, every day for a particular time. And it's very interesting because people I found will get irritated if they text you and then they can't reach you. Mm-hmm. And it's like I have my phone on, you can call, but right. I mean, I'll hear it go off, but I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, have it at the table. We just, you know, we never had technology at our table. So yeah, we're not. Yeah. And I've had friends who've come to see me and, she wouldn't get off Facebook. And I was like, if you don't get off your social media, I never get to see you. Right. Okay. Yeah. We're here face to face. If you don't put that thing away, I'm going to leave because I'm, I've got, uh, you know, I got people that I would like to visit with and I don't want to visit with your phone and share it with everybody in the world. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I, I can remember uh, when remote controls came up for TVs, <laughs> man, we, we were, we ah, were a modern family. Tech. Right. Your modern. You didn't have to get up and change. Yeah, that's you remember right. how big they were in the back? <laughs> oh, well, remember I, I got, well, I can remember when the first phones came out. Uh, we were. I was doing a construction project. I was working as a carpenter, and the superintendent came out and he had had the phone on his hip. I mean, it was a regular dial-up phone. He was a lot. I think it was. Um, he'd go 500 feet from the trailer with the phone. And he's oh, standing. so it was probably a wireless. It was, than, it was, yeah. a, it was it a wireless phone. Mobile, yeah. and he come walking out and he's talking on the phone. And man, that that was the greatest yeah. thing in the world. It's a big thing they have on Magnum PI Dude, with the I'm antennas. Out by the pool, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I mean, <laughs> now now like in the military, guys take their phones overseas with them, and you know, 
they're they're on the phone talking to people. For us, it was called Mars. <laughs> you had to wait on our radio. Well, because I remember being stationed in England and either using a payphone or we did have phones on base. That I guess you could buy a prepaid card. Right. But you were like loading little ten V coins in really? oh, yeah. see, to make a call back to the states. Well, yeah. See, for us, it was like I said, it was a Mars seat. You had you had to make an appointment to go in, mm-hmm. and then when you went in, you would, hey, mom, how you doing? You know, you had to wait about what? 10 seconds. Right, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it came back to you. Yeah, and then you talk, well, you remember party lines? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, did y'all ever have party lines back in the day? Where I think it was in yeah. rural areas. I well, think. and I was just going to say the other thing, too, is like making cassettes and sending those home to your family. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I did that a few times. I remember I recording in. cassette off the right, holding up the player next mm-hmm. to the radio so I could record like whatever was playing on the song. <laughs> and then you'd have to wait another 20 minutes for the replay. A-Tracks, A-Tracks came out right in the middle of the song, click over. Oh, yeah. We used to play Boots Randolph in my grandmother's Cadillac in, on an A-Track. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that saxophone. That was pretty good. Good times. What is it? Steve's over there pushing the buttons and looking at things. Uh, we're almost there. Okay. Well, we've got... Um, we do, oh, it's the second day of April. Today's, this month is the month of the military child, which I just want to put that out there. So. Okay. Yeah, there, there's one thing I, I just, I want real quick. I, yes. Um, my hands off to everybody active duty, everybody serving in the military. This is one thing that's been always on my mind. Two groups of people, Korean vets, guys, are, to me, are a forgotten group between World War II and Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Another group I, that I like to bring attention to are the parents and the siblings of the soldiers, sailors, and airmen that didn't come back. Yes, we served, we went over, we did ours, but the families that have lost a military member, that they'll never be there to just the Christmas table. They'll never be there to to share a laugh or, or have grandkids for them. I want to say I want to thank those people for their diligence, for their their patience. I guess you want to call it for for the loss of their loved ones. They never seem to get the recognition that they they deserve. And I just want to bring that up. That if you know somebody that has lost somebody overseas. Give them a hug or give them a, a high for for the for their loss. That is very true. That's accurate. The military, yeah, military families left behind. Which, um, if and there's an organization by the way, TAPS.org, and it's uh, tra- um, I can't remember what the acronym is for, but it's specifically for military families who have lost someone overseas. Mm-hmm. And so that um, so that's a resource that's pretty cool out there. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're good. Okay. Um, so oh, yeah, that, a minute. yeah, yeah, that, so that's one of the, there, there's, yeah, there is a lot of underrepresentation there. Yes, and so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know, so I, I appreciate wanna... you saying that because my mom always said, if you don't hear what you need to hear, say what you need to hear. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And then again, fun. the Korean, the Korean war vets, um, like I said, uh, just uh, to me, I've never really gotten the recognition right. that World War II, Vietnam have gotten. So oh, yeah. guys at the. That served over in Korea. Thank you for your service. Yes, because back then it was a conflict. We didn't want yes. to call it a war. Yeah. We didn't start talking. 
So anyway, okay, well, we're winding down this hour. Hey, CB, Greg, I want to thank you for coming in. Thank you for inviting I'm, me. I'm glad. And I want to find out. Okay, so we, real quick, where's your best pierogi? Where are you going to get it? Your pierogi. Where are you going to get it? Mrs. T's. Where? Mrs. T's. Okay. We're going to we'll come back in six months, see what your pierogies were like at Mrs. Uh, T's. Signing I, out. You guys have a great week unless you made other together. plans. We okay, build thank you. Schools.